0: Zechariah and Elizabeth had waited and waited and waited and waited for a child, and um, they waited so long that uh, Zechariah, or rather Elizabeth, was now so old that you know she knew that there was no possible way that she would ever conceive of a child. She was well beyond childbearing ears. She she was really really old. Right, she was of that age where she knew physiologically it just was not possible, and so I'm sure that for, for them, for that couple, for Zechariah and Elizabeth, there was some sadness, right? Because they, no doubt, had prayed for, for a child and desired a child, and um, and we, I'm sure we we know couples even to this day who who would love to have a child, and for some reason they've they go through the pain of, of not being able to have one, and for some reason they, they just haven't been able to, uh, to bring forth a child. It's a, it's a, great, it's a great sadness. And so Zechariah and Elizabeth suffering for so much of their lives not having a child. Six months before the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, Elizabeth finds out that she's pregnant. How did this happen? Well, I mean, you know, she knows how it works, but, but how did it happen? Like, you know, physiologically she knows how it happens, but how did it happen? It's not supposed to happen like this. And no doubt, um, no doubt overjoyed that she now is with child. But later in life, you know, um, it's going to be a little bit harder. (laughs) You know, Lord, couldn't you have done it sooner when we had more energy, you know, and more time and more youth? But this is how God, for some reason, this is how God planned it, right? This is how God saw fit to, to allow us to have a child. Late, late, late in life. Six months after uh, Elizabeth finds she has a child, the angel Gabriel appears to Mary and says, you, early in life, 14, 15 years old, probably, you, never having been with a man, you're now going to conceive. And another woman is going to say how can this be this is impossible (laughs) just like Elizabeth this is impossible now Mary this is impossible the angel Gabriel will say well yeah it's possible because God's behind it it's God's doing but I you know, I'm betrothed to this man and, you know, how do I explain it? I'm sure these thoughts are running through her mind. The angel Gabriel says, no, look, this is a, this is very special. This is a very special, this is God's son. This is God's son. And the, and the, the spirit of God is going to come upon you and you will bear his son. And Mary says, yes. And then the angel Gabriel knows, you know, of course, that, that Mary is, greatly troubled that the angel came to her, doesn't understand, and then doesn't understand the plan, wonders, wonders about the greeting, wonders about how it will unfold, wonders about God's plan, how will will she explain it, you know, to her fiancé? How does she explain it to Joseph? Imagine that conversation, right? Joseph, I'm pregnant. Who, well... Who, what, I mean, Joseph probably knows Mary well enough that it wasn't another man, but all right, we know he was greatly troubled as well. So the angel tells Mary, well, look, amazing things are taking place, not just in you, but in Elizabeth, your relative Elizabeth, who everyone said could not have a child. Now she's old. Guess what? She's going to have a child. And so we we pick that up in the Gospel tonight. And Mary in haste, we're told, after the, the angel departs, Mary in haste, 90 miles, in haste, she sets off to go see Elizabeth. And so as soon as she greets Elizabeth, John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy, already recognizing the Savior in Mary's womb. You know, the the plan that God had for Zachariah and Elizabeth was not the plan they wanted. And the plan that God had for Mary and Joseph was probably not the plan they would have, it wasn't the plan that they wanted, you know, it wasn't the plan that they had thought of or would have written for themselves, certainly not. But look at how the plans coalesce. It, it was God's plan that, that Zechariah and Elizabeth would wait so long for a child. It was God's plan that, that Mary would receive her child so soon. But in doing so, th- their lives coalesce in such a way that when Mary receives that news, that she's going to, at a, such an early age, right, bear, bear the Savior, she now can go to her, her relative Elizabeth and share this news and receive consolation and receive assistance to share the joy, right, to, to share the mutual support and wonder of what God is doing. It's amazing how God worked that plan out in their two lives. Neither one of them would have chosen this to be how they would become mothers, if you will. They wouldn't have, right? Because you would always have it in an idealized way. But the way God chose it for his plan and to choose these two women to be a part of that plan also because they said yes to that plan, he chooses them to be a part of each other's lives in such a special way that they can be mutually supportive and then look at what their sons become. As John the Baptist is born, of course, before Jesus and having six months you know, being born ahead of him comes to prepare the way for Jesus and then Jesus following in his footsteps, how, how the plan of God just sort of you know, it just works. It works so well because of two amazing women who said yes to the plan. That's all they had to do. But in saying yes to the plan, they, they you know, they of course encountered their own suffering, their own uh, questioning at different levels, perhaps. You know, what is God doing? Why is He doing it this way? Etc. But in saying yes, God does amazing things. How many times have we wondered, God, what are you doing? Just today. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I, I ask this question a lot What are you doing? What are you doing for my life? Do you you have a plan? Or is this just random? Is it just random? And it turns out that God actually really does have a plan. And not just for Mary and Elizabeth and Jesus and all the great people in the book, but that God really has a plan for you and I. But we're so stubborn and stiff-necked Because we keep saying no, and then it goes off the rails. You know, like those trains. It it, is the season for trains. They go off the rails, and then God's gotta fix it (laughs) and set it on the rails again. That tends to be our life. If we would just say yes, everything stays on the rails. And the plan unfolds beautifully. But it's okay if it gets off the rails, too. Because God anticipates this. Right? Because we, we can't all say yes all the time because we tend to be pretty imperfect. So we say no, and we do it our way, and we want to do it our way, and so the train derails. And God says, okay, I love you. And it's okay. Let's fix it. And through some pain and a little bit of suffering... He puts the track back together, and he sets the engine back on and puts the cars and lines them all up, and he says, okay, let's go again. It's going to be okay. And the train gets going again. And we look back, and it's amazing what he does. And then we learn over time, you know, it's a whole lot better when we say yes. If we just said yes in the first place, things go so much smoother so much more smoothly. So, the example of Mary and Elizabeth, these two great women, these two wonderful women, who brought forth these two great prophets, these two great men into the world. They are our example this night. Let us do our best, our best to understand God's plan, to seek to know God's plan, and then to say yes to God's plan. Please stand.